Welcome to Black Girls Rock, the podcast designed to overshare our experiences in the hopes that we can enhance yours. I'm Anne. And I'm Lamise. And today we have a guest with us. <laughs> this guest um, has played keyboard till grade five. This guest is a Bucks champion for shot put outdoors, Ooh. not indoors, because that sounds like carnage. <laughs> and in their native language of Birom, their name means love. It's number one. It's Simi Pan. Very nice. <laughs> welcome, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Let's not ask Anne. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Period. Yeah. How are you, Anne? I'm fine. I'm great. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just always happy to be involved. <laughs> it's nice to get out of the house, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Big day out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm around the corner for my It's going to take all of five minutes from now. <laughs> Lamise is in love with Marley Packer. Yes. Um, doesn't hide it at all. Is no. quite scarily obsessed. Yeah. Has a picture of Marley Packer in her house. Yeah. What is it like playing against Marley Packer? <sighs> Tell me everything. Oh, Marley. Um, do you know what? She's like, and I think the biggest compliment to her is she's an absolute nightmare. An mm. absolute nightmare to play against. Like, it's just relentless. You just know from minute literal from kickoff right to the end of the match she's going to be there like physically you're going to see her at every breakdown every tackle like she's just going to be there and she's going to be in your ear she's got so much energy and she's just always so pumped for matches she's such a nuisance to play against but that re that's one of her super strengths that energy and that fight and that just dogged determination that she brings you know she you know speaking on sort of I've played her at club level so she is one of the key people for Saracens in terms of driving their performance and bringing that energy and even if they're not having the best game of their life she she will always be on form and sort of drags mm -hmm. the team up with her um she's yeah she's just you just know you're in for a long day when she's on the pitch and you're just like <laughs> okay. you have to just be like right okay here we go <laughs> we're playing marley here we go <laughs> and you just have to yeah you almost have to just sort of tunnel vision yourself and not get sucked into it but yeah. she's just you give her a you know she's absolute breakdown expert yeah. um you give her even a glimpse of the ball and she's on it when we played them in december i think she she got a stupid amount of turnovers and i think when we played them as well in fe end of february again turnover number is just ridiculous mm. the work rate she goes through is is something else i think she was player of the month um in the prem maybe i think two months in a row i think it was either january february or february march yeah. and they put up the stats and uh, it's just astronomical the work she goes through mm. each match always there body on the line you know she doesn't shy away from it so yeah mm. she is absolutely unbelievable player nightmare yeah. to play against <laughs> <laughs> i love that like the Mies is just oh it's just i just was love. thinking next of her. time next time we play series i will happily yeah. take a step aside and you can fill in my shoes thank you thank <laughs> to you get that experience yeah. With yeah. Her. i'd really enjoy that i mean i wouldn't be anywhere near her because <laughs> i'm never at anywhere i should be but <laughs> they'll definitely value you yeah. more. <laughs> the day Lamise is at a breakdown, for Marley to turn it over, 
I'll stop oh, the podcast. Sure. I'd give it to her. I'd absolutely give it to her. But take it, have you it, would. go you with would. it. You can do so much more with this than I can, Marley. Go. I want you to have it all. Take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week we're going to be discussing injuries. Why have there been so many injuries this season? Simi, you've not been injured this season, have you? So- <laughs> Simi? Wow, supposed to, you're supposed to be my friend. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> you don't pay attention to me and my needs, and I'm, I'm sad by that. No, I loved listening to, listening to, and watching on Instagram, your Marv's journey. Marv's journey, Marv. Yeah. Bloody Marv. Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, Simi hurt her left. MCL. Yes. Which is yeah. your medial. No, no. Come on, you can do it. Medial, medial. knee <laughs> ligament. <laughs> medial collateral ligament. Yeah. Collateral. Collateral ligament. Knee. Knee. Medial knee. Or schnee, as we like to call him. Shitty knee. He's less shit now. We're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Tore my MCL in two places Eesh. in the Saris match. Uh, we were in a mall about seven minutes into the match. As it was coming down, my foot was planted in the middle of the mall, and um, a player's body weight basically went through the side of my knee um, and caused it to bend in a direction it shouldn't bend in. Um, but I keep I kept playing because I'm a trooper. Um, and some would say silly, it, but yeah, well, <laughs> adrenaline. Well, this yeah. is the thing we so. As, I, as, as it happened, I felt like a pop and initially felt pain and like went down like the clips. So if you go on my Instagram, the clips in my highlights, um, it's not the most nice thing to watch. So mm. if you're squeamish, don't watch it. But um, I went down like a sack of spuds and was like, ah, this is bad. And then our physio came on and started like assessing my knee and she was able to like straight, straighten it, bend it. I could hop on my leg. I could run wow. like I had no restrictions. So because we didn't have the footage of what happened at the time we had to just go on how I was feeling mm. and I was feeling fine and mm. immediately after so she taped it up we scrummed straight after and I felt okay mm. so I was like oh I've got away with this one like maybe I just had a, a little bit of a tweak somewhere and actually it wasn't as bad as I thought yeah. and then at the end of the match she had the, our physio had seen the footage and like called me back into the medical room and she was like I need to reassess this knee um and I was like wait why like it like I was I felt fine um, or no worse than I felt at the time. And she was like, I saw it and it looks hideous. Like, you, yeah, she was like, it's, it doesn't look good. Mm. Um, and then when she reassessed it, then obviously like with, with being a doctor, I kind of knew what the tests were and what she was looking for. So I knew when she was trying to do what we call the anterior draw to look for an ACL instability. And I was like, don't you dare fucking move. Like, <laughs> I was like, you better not move. And like, but when I saw her do sort of putting the, valgus stress or sort of the lateral stress through my knee and i saw it move past the degree uh, that it should move i was like yeah this ain't good uh, but i was i remained optimistic um yeah. i could see on her face as well she was like hmm and i was like it's gonna be fine <laughs> um, <laughs> and so she was like okay we'll see how you go tomorrow and then we'll have a chat and then i woke up on sunday my knee was swollen i wow. could not bend my knee for life or money oh my I, god could not move it and i was like yeah kate something's gone terribly wrong like so we booked the mri on on the monday um and that's how i found out i had the mcl tear wow gosh yeah. little marv and that's how marv was born <laughs> oh, marv. little baby marv <laughs> when anne uh, introduced your knee injury she said hurt your mcl 
and I have been waiting to unpack what hurt means. Like, did you insult it? Did you? I just, yeah, I shout abuse at it. Just be better. Be better. I'm just, I'm so like, I, you just hurt it. You know, it's just a little. It's just hurting. It's a little rip. Just a little. Just a little, you know, just a little. Nothing too crazy. But yeah, to be fair, like, when I watch back the injury, like, my. Obviously, getting injured is not ideal. No one wants to be injured. But I just had an overwhelming sense of relief because I've seen people do their ACLs doing way less than what happened to me. I've seen people literally, like, go to step, like, no contact involved, and that's their ACL gone. Or just, like, the slight twist of, like, twist movement in their leg, ACL gone. Mm. So I just felt such relief that despite having all this force through my knee, my ACL was fine because ACL gone, that's at least nine months out. That's the season ending injury. And, you know, I I got injured, literally, I played the Barbarians and then the Saracens match was the week after the Barbars match. Mm -hmm. And that was six minutes into the match. So I was really like in form, playing well, loving rugby, like really like things just felt so sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that kind of like knocked me down my stride. But I just remember feeling such relief that, my ACL was okay. So actually then 12 weeks out so seemed so much more manageable than mm. the potential of nine to 12 months yeah. out. Jeez, yeah, that's a lot. Simi, what is the worst injury you've ever seen in your 20 years playing? 20. By 20 the- years, you mean four. <laughs> <laughs> in the 40 years that you've been And by the 40, record. again, I'll refer you back to four. <laughs> um, yeah, so probably as in personally that I've seen was mm-hmm. we recently played Saris at home right at the end of February. Um, that was my first match back from my injury. Um, so I was I was on the bench and I was quite nervous. I was quite keen to just like let the match play out and just get some game minutes under my belt. Um, and early into that match, um, the Welsh um, second row back rower, Georgia Evans, um, went down and she basically had a, a fracture of her forearm. She broke both the bones um in her forearm in that match um i think her hand was outstretched and one of our players sort of her weight ended up going through it and it was just one of those sort of you know perfect storm situations um and yeah you know i knew i knew it was bad when you know the medical team were rushed there and Mm. they had to put in an iv drip on the pitch like that's when it's because she needed morphine because of how bad it was like that's when you know it's bad um and yeah you know there was a huge delay for our match um because obviously they were dealing with her and, you know, people sometimes can underestimate how serious mm. fractures can be. And, yeah. and, the, and the it's not just about pain and sort of the deformity. It's if it's a significant fracture and it disrupts the nerve or blood supply or yeah. both, um, you know, to the, the far part of that limb, mm. you know, that is limb threatening. That's like, that's an emergency. Um, so it has to be dealt with properly and quickly. Um, so that was quite scary actually. Um, for you know for her you never want to see that happen to a to mm. a fellow athlete um but yeah thankfully she was fine she got it sorted she's had her operation she's rehabbing now but yeah that was probably the worst one that i've seen oh yeah. wow gosh that is terrifying i think i remember watching that game and it was like stopped for so long and like yes. genuinely was like i didn't like they I'd didn't say what was happening yeah yeah <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't continue watching the game it went on forever yeah. <laughs> we we were <laughs> unsure as to whether it was going to be postponed like yeah cancelled or not yeah because the issue is you know regulations dictate that there has to be an ambulance on site Mm. so with hers and the fracture like i said you know if 
her nerve or blood supply is disturbed, that's an emergency. She has to go to hospital like yeah. immediately. Um, but if that ambulance goes, we're not a high priority call. Yeah. So an a, an ambulance replacing it was wouldn't going to be a high priority thing. Uh. So if th- that ambulance had to go, then I don't think the match would have carried on. But thankfully, they were able to sort it. And I think she was taken to the hospital in a car. So the ambulance oh, was able okay. to stay so the match wow. could carry on. But nice. it, it was that interim of determining whether it'd be safe or not for her to go in a car. Yeah. Because if she needed oxygen, for example, or if there was any sort of concerns about that limb in any way, it'd need an ambulance and mm. paramedics with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. As if you just have an IV waiting on the sideline. Like, yeah. that is incredible. Because it's crazy. Like, when you think about it, like you were saying, like, rugby is, it's a physical sport. It's attritional. Yeah. You know that injuries are going to happen. But it's also... You know, we always think of injuries in terms of like soft tissue, you know, bruises, ligament injuries, fractures, maybe. But, Mm. you know, people can have life threatening injuries. And we've seen it this Mm. year with the the deaths of um, I think his name was Jack in in Mm. January. And then obviously Maddie Lawrence as well, who recently bless her, passed away, um, you know, with an injury or an illness that related to an injury she picked up in rugby. Like Mm. people can sustain these really serious life threatening injuries injuries or even things like just having sudden collapses like look at um christian erickson in in the europe yeah things like that like that can happen to athletes like so the medical team have to be prepared for all eventualities and as much as obviously you don't want any of that to happen the map it's not safe for the match to go ahead unless we are prepared to deal with any sort of eventuality yeah um so that's why you know having ivs and stuff there is is in sort of their kits and and their arsenal mm, it's really important so you know how like so you guys had to wait a while to like check whether an ambulance would have to take her or not do you think the same would have happened for a men's game like as you said like an ambulance like you wouldn't you needed an ambulance there um but the ambulance wouldn't have seen that as high priority would the same have happened at a men's game if not mm. what do they have that you guys don't have at premiership level I actually don't know. That's a really interesting question because I don't know what the requirements are for their matches in terms of maybe they'll have two ambulances on standby. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, for for, so I hate to bring it all back to me, but when I played for the (laughs) Barbarians that one time at Twickenham, (laughs) (laughs) we were told by our squad doctor for that week that if, you know, we were to go down injured in Twickenham, the facilities in Twickenham are so that in that team of medical professionals, there was going to be, you know, the pitch side doctors, an orthopedic doctor, so someone who specializes with bones. There's going to be a radiologist, so someone who specializes at looking at images. There's yeah. an X-ray machine at Twickenham. Like no, all there's not. there is, she was saying it's not in the, the tour. And no. there's a, there's an anaesthetist. <laughs> there's an anaesthetist as well, who's an airway like specialized airway you know training like she was saying like that is the squad that will be there on match day and any twickenham fixture that is the 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 basic squad that you get and so that's basically because of the facilities they have there so if that kind of injury happens at twickenham they can do a lot without having to go to hospital first or they can get someone stabilized in that environment where for most other situations you'd need you'd have to go to hospital to get an x-ray for example Mm. whereas at twickenham you could just have it there um so a match held at twickenham that had that kind of significant injury wouldn't necessarily be put on pause because they could manage it to a degree at the ground Mm. so i guess it depends on what 
the minimum minimum operating standards are for the men's game, which I have no idea about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did put I'm you on sure. the spot with that yeah, question. Yeah, but that's a good question. <laughs> I do think, because I don't think, I remember watching that and I was thinking, I've never seen like a men's game go on for like pause for this long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also didn't really understand the injury or like what was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I remember the commentator saying it was like there has to be a doctor like yeah. for the game to go and on. I think that's and I was part like, why well. is there only one doctor? Yeah. Like there are like literally 40 people, more than 40 people about to play rugby. Yeah. There should be maybe one, more than one doctor yeah. just in case. But then I guess you don't think that until something actually and I guess does that's happen. Kind of, that's probably one of the things as well, because there's probably the requirement there has to be more than one doctor mm. yeah. or, you know, however many we're supposed to have, there's probably more yeah. at men's games. So you know that's the thing you know we have to have for a match to go ahead there has to be a doctor there in case someone you know gets concussed or something like that like we mm-hmm. can't our because we had our bristol doctor there um and he was dealing with george's injury but because he was away dealing with her mm-hmm. i don't think there was another medic there that would have been pitch side so if the game carried on then that would put us at risk and obviously like yeah. no one wants that mm-hmm. um but yeah that's a really interesting point yeah so when you see things like that and like thinking back to Marv and <laughs> all the drama to do with that, does that ever put you off playing rugby? It's interesting because um, I have been very fortunate in my sporting career. I haven't really gotten injured. And so even though I knew it was something that could happen because it hadn't happened to me, it was never sort of in my direct line of thinking. I was just like, it'll be fine. Mm. And if I picked up a niggle or a little bit of a knock, it was never that bad and I could just mm. sort of carry on. Um, since getting injured, anytime I see any sort of tackle or anything, my focus is drawn to knees and I'm like, oh my God, that's a knee. That's a knee injury. Oh my God. And it's just, <laughs> I'm just very like, oh God, knees, knee injuries. Um, and that carried on at least, you know, for the first couple of matches, I was very, very aware of h- how fragile I felt yeah. and how fragile I felt that my knee was. Um, and I remember doing my sort of analysis post-match um when I so I started the week after the Saracens match against Loughborough um and I did my analysis with my coach and we looked at my clips and he was like how did you think that went and I was like yeah it felt okay and he was like you didn't do anything wrong Simi but you were so tentative like why are you so scared (laughs) and not as a criticism but he was absolutely right because I was just sort of very scared and very protective and just very aware of oh my god is my knee okay and I knew categorically it absolutely was because our medical team are so on point like they would not let me anywhere near a pitch if I wasn't ready so I knew that I was ready all my testing numbers were you know as good if not better as my good side and sort of pre-injury as well I was just as strong I had been I had put in a lot of work into my rehab, so I knew I'd put the work in, but it was still that sort of fear of, oh my God, if I'm not going to be there mentally, if I'm not going to be able to deal with it, I shouldn't be playing. Um, Because that's what's going to mess up the team. And actually with rugby, if you're not switched on and you're not almost fearless, I guess, that's when you sort of make yourself even more susceptible to to injuries. Um, So yeah, it was one of those things that I was just like, you know what, it's going to take me some time to feel like myself, but... The only way I'm going to get back to feeling myself is just got to play myself back to fitness. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so obviously I was really worried about whether my knee was going to hold up and things like that. But um, as a front rower, my job is very much set piece based and very much involved in that close contact nitty gritty stuff. So if I don't feel like my head's in the right place or I don't feel you know, that I can give my all to my job, 
then the team suffers, you know, and that is going to increase my susceptibility to injury. So yeah. if my head's not in it, you know, I shouldn't be on the pitch. That's really good. I mean, that is yeah, my I mantra, agree. literally. Like, the day that I got a red card was the day that I didn't want to play rugby. Mm. I and that's, I think that's what <coughs> broke my heart the most about yeah. your red card, because I knew you were not feeling it at no. all that day. What did and you do then... to get a red card? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> um, I science i just basically we banged heads and um she had the ball and i didn't but when we banged heads she was like ah what laying on the floor i'd got up and just carried on with my day and that apparently uh meant that i deserved a red card didn't you have the ball (laughs) no she had the ball Uh justice for (laughs) lamise the thing is i was quite heavily penalized for that mistake uh like it wasn't malicious the referee completely understood that it was very understanding but um because women suffer with concussions for longer i like she still had concussion when i had my little tribunal i like to call it my little court case case. (laughs) um so yeah and that was like how many weeks after the injury two weeks two weeks after the injury yeah concussions are i know that i love they are actually horrible like they i think that's one of my main things when i think of rugby um is concussions and head injuries i think maybe is from work and that like working as a speech therapist learn a lot about brain injuries and neuros like stuff and any kind of change to the brain and how it can affect like your speech language communication that's just my job but i think that's why i'm even more like paranoid about it and then of course this season my only injury has been my head which (laughs) is just completely throwing me i thought i was waiting for it to be my hip again i was waiting to like pull something or do that but i think two concussions within six months is brutal it's a recipe Um, for disaster yeah it's not good um and like it's interesting because i think it has made me like i feel better i feel fine i think i have noticed things like i don't know i've thinking a bit slower but i don't know if that's the adhd or the concussions and i don't think anyone don't think i'll ever find out dr simi can you diagnose me (laughs) i'm gonna pass on that wise (laughs) (laughs) but i think it has made me like i've not gone back into contact rugby like the season's ended now but i've just decided like at the end of the season i don't want to play um for the last couple of matches because i was scared and like even going to training i was scared which is like something i've never felt before in rugby and like i think it's nice to have the like safety blanket of all my friends and everything and like they're not gonna care i know i'll hopefully come back in september and i'll be fine yeah but i was just like it can really like shake you like that one little thing yeah and it kind of knocks your confidence yeah it it completely knocked my confidence it was a ones game as well my time to shine and i I was having a great game i was like it's always the way yeah it's when you're going well yeah Yeah. it strikes you down in your prime yeah what's the worst injury you've ever seen Anne? um i think it was our dear dear natalie um that knee that knee yeah. we were in lovely epping lovely day i think they were having a great game pre-roast and pre oh we had a great roast they gave us prosecco <laughs> it was phenomenal um yeah it why was, don't we get prosecco post matches i'm gonna raise that because you get rehab and you, you get rehab club. Do you have ice baths and stuff like that 
Um, not post match, but we have those facilities at Bears. Okay. Mm. If we so choose to we partake. We have those facilities at Bears. We've got IV. <laughs> we've got Pussy. We've, we've got sand in our um, holes in the pitch <laughs> at Spring Hill. Please don't specify so which holes. If- <laughs> I don't think anyone needs to know that. It's not that kind of podcast thing. <laughs> That's past the watershed, yeah, Mark. Exactly. <laughs> But I think the worst yeah was Natalie and I think it was after a line out or something and her knee went one way, her legs went the other mm. way. It was just a mm. proper like right angle. Her Jeez. yeah, their leg just turned Mm-mm. into like a lateral right angle. Mm. And they kept it so cool, to be fair, because if it was me, I would be <laughs> I, I, I would be dead. Like I, I just I don't know if you would I would cease to exist. Yeah, I think I would just evaporate because I just the pain. I see that. Yeah, yeah. No, I see that. Like I wouldn't it. even just scream. Evaporate. I would just stop. But you know the weird thing about when I did my knee, it was pain for the first five seconds, then nothing. Yeah, oh. it's just mental. And that's like sweet, sweet that's ever, I, I guess it? that, but I think that's part and parcel. Like the impact is what hurt, mm. and then it just I felt like that's why I thought I overreacted because I was yeah. like, oh, there's no pain. It's, yeah. it's okay. Like you must have just, you know. And I, my ego as a front row, I was like, oh god. They've seen you like be now a weak bitch, yeah. and now you have to like I buck up your ideas. Agree, because yeah. I was like, I'm supposed to be rock solid. I'm not yeah. supposed to feel any pain. Like yeah. even if it hurts, I'm supposed to just fight through. I'm supposed to be one of the big girls, one of the tough girls, all of yeah. that. And so like my ego was bruised. And then when I saw mm-hmm. it back, I was like, okay, yeah, no, justified. I <laughs> justified <completely> agree <laughs> because I like so in the game that I hit my head, I hit it twice, mm-hmm. like in the same spot. So the first time went back, slapped my head back, and I was like dazed and confused, and I. I was just like, I'm fine. I'm awake. I know I didn't pass out, but I need to look like a bad bitch and get up and carry on playing. <laughs> and then the second time it happened and I was like, no, no, like just no. Like this, this front isn't working because I'm yeah. not okay. Because I do not remember what happened, which is so scary looking yeah. back yeah. on it. Oh, you don't like, remember like now, like in hindsight? I All I know is that like I had the ball. I was like yeah. near the try line and then... I know I banged the back of my head, yeah. but I don't know how I went. Like, just little things. Yeah. Little, there are chunks of, like, after I hit my head the first time that are missing, oh, which God. is quite... And I think I carried yeah. on playing for, like, 10 minutes or something yeah. after that. And, like, chunks of that are missing, which is quite scary, looking yeah. back on it. Can That's I ask you guys a question? Because I often think this. I'm very aware that, you know, at the level that we play, we're fortunate that we have, you know, there has to be a certain level of, like, medical provisions and a certain number of ex-qualified people and ambulances here for our matches to go ahead and that sort of provides like a safety blanket so even if something serious does happen I know that it's going to be dealt with quickly and with the sort of package of medical provisions that we get you know at our clubs I know that like so when I got injured I had my MRI two days later I had the report the next day I know what you're gonna do you know what I mean (laughs) but then (laughs) I know I'm laughing because I know what you're gonna my question is like does it ever worry you guys about playing at sort of the community grassroots level that that's not the same sort of like you might have one physio on the side of the pitch do you know what I mean (laughs) if you're lucky or the physio might be Anne luxurious honestly does that not it's almost hypocritical of me to say because when I was playing at that level didn't cross my mind once yeah. and it's only now that I've got to sort of prem level and I'm look, thinking back thinking Jesus would I want to play yeah. if you know I didn't have this person on the pitch or this person on the sideline or this person here yeah. does that ever cross you guys' mind or is it like a concern of yours 
Every single day. Mm, okay. Honestly, <laughs> every single waking moment mm-hmm. that I am playing for Hackney, I think, when will I die? <laughs> <laughs> and who? And who? Who will call my mum and tell her? Will. Who will take me to the hospital? Mm. How will I get there? What's gonna happen? I haven't yeah. got the answers for you, Louise. It's, and I guess that's part. That's part of my question. Yeah. I, I wish I had those answers. Imagine I don't know. If we don't have any subs, and I go out, I, I mean, we never have front row subs. Yeah. But if we, you know, I go out, I'm injured, I can't go back on the pitch. But the other team are not going to put their team down. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Dropping they don't them. have to match, yeah. right? So if I go off and then they're, you know, <laughs> what stops me from going back on with the injury for my team? Because that's my, that's, that's, that's my blood. Like mm. I need to be with them, win for them. Mm. And I think there's a level of maturity that comes with, you know, wanting to safeguard yourself and make sure that you're healthy and, you know, everything is safe and peachy clean. But you, there's so much autonomy behind the decision about whether or not to play. Yeah. I mean, Hackney are very good with concussion. Like mm. if they, you know, the players alone are just like, nope, you fit your head too hard, you need to go off. Like mm. they yeah. they have a really good understanding around that. But injuries that you cannot see mm. um, and like little niggles here and there, it's just like, it, it's your choice whether or not you want to continue going. Well, that's the thing, like what we were saying, like adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Yeah. So you will probably think so you're deceptive. fine. And that's, I guess, the one of the key differences because we've got, the personnel at prem match level it's out of my control yeah and i i have tried that sometimes and i like to pull the doctor kind of like oh i'm actually a doctor don't tell me i'm concussed <laughs> i know what, what's going on here and they were like shut up you're coming off and i'm like yeah fair. um and it's, it's not even been at matches it's been in, in training like maybe yeah. i've i just feel a bit weird or i think um i had someone hit me in the eye on the day before and the next day I just felt a bit funny and sort of yeah. had a bit of blurred vision and was just a bit lightheaded and my physio was like yeah you're not training and yeah. I was like no but I feel fine I'm just letting you know she's like no 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 you're not training <laughs> and even like our coach was like but she said she's fine she's like no no she's not training yeah and it's it's taken out of our hands completely yeah. and I was just sat on the side like I could have trained today yeah. she's like but you're not Massive thank you to Simmy. There is a part two coming soon. Make sure to give us a follow at Black Girls Ruck and we'll see you soon. Bye.